Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm still Craig McLeod, and this guy here is still John Douglas. And today we've got a bone to pick. JD, what's it, what's the bone we've got for today? We've got uh, we've got the bone of um, uh, the Economist ads. We're going to be very specific today, I think, because I think this is a here's a little masterclass for people at home. This is uh, this is a campaign that has been running for I think you were saying earlier since 1986. Yep, and uh, and they have not changed the style of ad. They haven't changed the look of the ads. They haven't changed. Um, uh, they haven't changed the approach to the ads, but they have managed to remain relevant, and they've managed to remain effective, and they've managed to remain popular, and win a bucket load of awards for thirty-five years. Yep, extraordinary. Now, when we say it hasn't changed, of course, every one of the ads is different, but yep. the sentiment that underpins these ads is identical and has remained relevant right through from 86 where there was no internet all the way through to today where they're still doing campaigns that are relevant to technology you know it's been moved off just outdoor now into um you know the digital platform but for the punters at home my boy would be a great idea if you could first enlighten them as to what the economist is given it's a publication out of the uk the economist is a uh, is a periodical that appears, uh, I think it's once a month uh, in the in the UK. There's a picture of it here. I'll put it here, here, wherever. Anyway, um, uh, and they, in uh, uh, for the large part of their uh, existence, up until about 1984, they were very considered very kind of um, intellectual. They were um, they were very um, stuffy. They were very kind of you know upper middle class. Yeah, this uh, bit of that bit of that um and they changed advertising agencies and they went to uh, a place a, a mob called abbott mead vickers in the uh in the uk and for anyone who knows their advertising history abbott mead vickers was the home of the great david abbott uh and a couple of other blokes called mead and vickers who you know the story of their own but david abbott is widely considered one of the great writers one of the great english writers he did the um the volvo the poster where the kid was wrapped up in cotton wool and the headline just said, or buy a Volvo. Like just really, really simple. Did some glorious stuff for Shivers Regal about um, uh, uh, it was an an ad on Father's Day and it was like, because you bought me my first bicycle, because you, you took me fishing, because you got out of work early so that we could go and play golf. Like just here's a bottle of Scotch Dad and every single bloke who read it went, just a glorious writer but um so they got the they got the campaign uh they got that the the client in 1984 yep um and they the first couple of campaigns they ran were good but they weren't you know brilliant and then if you um we'll just flash up the economist uh, uh um uh, cover again the masthead yep the masthead is just a simple red you know white text yeah white text burst out really simple yeah and so and so what they wanted to do was they wanted to say this is uh this is an ad that um people at the upper echelons of business this is a this is a periodical this is a publication that the people at the upper echelons of business read and so they wanted to position it as um 
uh, a valuable insight, insight-ridden, intelligent. Uh, and so they, they rewarded the reader of the ads by doing really simple intelligent statement that you had to work a bit to get sometimes. Yep. But they rewarded you because they said, because it made you feel like you were smart enough to get the ad, if that makes yep. sense. And then they just, so they just quite brilliantly, they just said, well, we'll just show, well, essentially just make a giant logo. And so it's a big red ad with white type in it that just mirrors the masthead of The Economist. Yep. So simple. So clever. Yeah. The first ad they ran was um, uh, this one, which is uh, uh, I Never Read The Economist, uh, management trainee, aged 42. Like, you know, and it's just like, why is it? Ah, oh, it's one of those kind of just a slow creeper. But then they did um, they did things like uh, it's lonely at the top, but at least there's something to read, yeah. and um, uh, all those great ones like they did the um, the top of the bus. Yeah. They just, just hello to all our readers in high office. And another one that I think I'll, I'll dig around and I'll try and find it if I can if I can show it. I'll show it here. Um, uh, is uh, look before you leap. So that whole sense, that whole sense of people go, don't jump, just <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> um, the great thing about this, about this whole campaign, and we can show more of these as we go along, is as we keep banging on about you and I, and I tend to be banging on about it a bit more today, and you'll get your turn because the readers, the listeners do love hearing the sound of your dulcet tones. However, this is about brand assets. This is about building brand assets and the value of building brand assets. You know, that whole, we talk about Snickers and we talk about, Kick you know, yeah, we talk all, uh, yeah, all of the, the people who are prepared to invest in brand assets don't have to spend as much money to get the same kind of return for their advertising spend because they invest over the course of three years or four years, or in this case, 35 30. years. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just stunning. Stunning, it stunning. And it's extraordinary that it's run for so long. Like, mm-hmm. it, it really is. And the whole premise just hasn't changed. And it's about understanding how to get longevity as well. So the simple idea that can evolve so consistently for such a long period of time, and as I said before, kind of go from 86 all the way through to the Siri one, Siri's listening, say something intelligent. Like, it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. So good. Delightful. Delightful. I like the... um, Your favourite, like the light bulb one. I love (laughs) the... Like yeah. how's it that? Just brilliant. It just like once and once you know, like it's and in in the UK, it has been it's part of the landscape. So you know there are there's a certain type of um, uh, person, a you know semi intellectual person, ambitious type that will instantly recognise an economist ad and feel rewarded because they feel a little bit more intelligent. Well, I loved what they were saying in the narrative we were reading about it earlier, and that was around when it first came out, their ideal or their idea wasn't to sell more of the publication. So that wasn't priority number one. Of course, it would have been a secondary, Hmm. but it was to make people feel like they were part of a special clique or club or or group. So, So it elevated them. The whole idea around it was to say that if you read this, it's almost like you're better because you read The Economist. You know, you're one of the smart ones. You know, you're in this group, you're in the club. It's almost like a Freemason kind of thing, but not yeah, a yeah. Freemason kind of thing. 
because they just wanted people to get, like you say, like it's almost like they were rewarded for being intelligent or intelligent enough to consider the magazine, which then made them look even more intelligent. So it was just a brilliant play on the way they went about it. Uh, fantastic. And it's just, and because it's the masthead, people immediately associate the ads with the product. Yep. So it's like, here's the ad. Guess what the product is? It's like, it's just. Like, yeah, so when we were talking about the cues and making sure we're clear about brand assets, I mean, what a fantastic idea. The simplicity of it. You walk up to a newsstand, having just walked past any one of the billboards anywhere. And I mean, the best thing about you know, the double deckers or the buses in, in the UK are all red, exactly the same colour by chance of the economist. So <laughs> pass it across the top, you walk up to the newsstand and the recall, again, we talk a lot about consideration when you're in that buying phase of the journey and you can instantly recall the economist over whatever else is being thrown at. And yeah. again, I, I, in the early days, they were talking about how the other publications were peddling shit like DVDs, you know, get a free DVD with your... I don't know yeah. whether it was a newspaper or whatever else, or, you know, get some other bullshit claim, whatever. They didn't need to do any of that. No. None of it. No. no. It's, and, it's, and so you've got, you've got people who are, you know, want to be business leaders or walk out of a news agent or, you know, you know, corner shop or something. Yeah. And they'll put the, they'll put the, you know, the cigarettes or the chewing gum or whatever, or, you know, in their pockets and the pa- in the paper in the bag but if they've got The Economist, they'll walk down the street with it. Holding it. Yeah. yeah, look how exactly. just, yeah. look how smart I am. I read The Economist. Yeah. And it's that, like, that's the kind of thing that, like the Tiffany blue box is like, that's, that's worth more than the jewellery to some yep. people because it's like, look at me. Look, look at what me. I've look what bought I her or him or whatever you like, but look yeah. what I've bought him or her. Or if you get it, look what he bought me, she Indeed. bought me. Like, look, it's the... It's yeah. just such a, again, that simplicity of it. Brand assets. It's just, it's just incredible. I love that whole, um, that they, that they, they're not afraid to just absolutely tell the truth. So, you know, in real life, the tortoise loses. It's like, yep. yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's you know what? true. Yeah. The hair's kind of up front. Yep. Yeah. They did another, they did another uh, ad. I'm sure it was The Economist. I can't find it though. So um, maybe it's just my memory of uh, yeah, attributing to the market leader uh, the, the good work of other people. But they did that. Um, uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You know, like just simple things like that that are just, you yeah, know, yeah. you just you just read them. Like not all mind-expanding substances are illegal. <laughs> It's just, it's just where guesses become educated. Yes, very nice. Yep. And there's just there's just hundreds of them. They the, oh. the creative department they used to have at Abbott Mead Vickers when a, when an economist um, uh, the brief came out for a new economist campaign, people would fall over themselves, and there would be hundreds and hundreds of 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 statements and headlines written because they knew. Only eight would get picked that year. Yeah. Only eight. Pretty extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah. And so they would push themselves just so they could say, that's mine. But when they when they got to a point where maybe they exhausted words, I don't know, or whether they were at a point, but they rolled up the magazine in the shape of a brain. Oh. Which again, like just taking it to another level. Yeah, yeah. They, you could you just be one of these. If you read this, you've got to be one of these. I mean, I love it. Just... Fantastic. So just clever. fantastic. So 
Um, that uh, that I think is um, is like if you did if you're an aspiring writer and and you just want to get an idea about what a good headline looks like, go to the Economist campaign and just soak that up. Yeah, and then dig a little deeper into the magical life of. Mr. David Abbott, who sadly is not with us anymore, and uh, do yourself a favour, as uh, as a great Australian uh, uh, entertainer uh, once said, do yourself a favour, go out and uh, go out and have a look at um, at David Abbott's work and The Economist. You, you will not be disappointed. No, oh, you never. won't be disappointed at all. Just a couple more for us to uh, to close out on, my friend. Just because this one really makes me giggle, because fences make uncomfortable seats. Oh. Yes. I mean, and you have to, like, that's when you read it, you go, what? Oh, oh. One of your favourites, I think, did you mention this one already? Lose the ability to slip out of meetings unnoticed. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Like, it's just, oh, yes. Like, it's just, it's, in opinion polls, 100% of economist readers had one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So good. And I think you've done this one, but it's lonely at the top, but at least there's something to read. Oh, you have to cut that think, one out. That's just that's I think it's just one of the oh. one of Yeah, God. I think you've done the not all mind expanding substances are illegal. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Like it just it it goes on and on and on. They had like when when Donald Trump was uh running for uh president. They ran a headline that just said Trump Donald. They did the reverse it, didn't they? I love that one. Like it just, just really, really, they seem so simple. Yeah. But there is like everything when they, when they did a, at the end of, uh, in 2008, they ran uh, ads on the back of buses. You had the crash one? Yeah. yeah. Avoid avoid crashes. Just so uh, still like, and on the side of those buses, no passengers, just a big red bus. Like, what about like this a, one? We haven't touched on this one. The subscription list most wanted by assassins. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll put them up. We'll put them up as oh, we, we as will. We my go boy, on. that was brilliant. So, They're thank you. Because, uh, that was your research to bring that one to mind. I'd never even seen it or heard of it, but uh, you being an aficionado particularly of the uh, the great writers of the world, and I believe David Abbott falls well and truly into oh, that. He's, uh, he's right up there, right up there near the very, very tippy top. Like yeah. as you Absolutely. as you crawl past the, the dying, dead, frozen bodies of climbers who have tried, writers who have tried to climb the Mount Everest of writing, yeah. David Abbott sits very quietly just up there at the top. Yeah, right near the very tip. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely love it. Anyway, let's um, call that another edition of the Bones of Advertising, my friend. Don't you go changing. I'll see you next week for maybe something special. We'll see. Oh, I'm very, very looking forward to this. Yes.